Mammoth King Studios in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Dan. I'm Freddie. And do you remember what happened on the 18th of September? Of 1995? Yes. Just like Bill Clinton was, was in office? Was he? Yeah, yeah, he was. Bill Clinton was. was in office. Bill Clinton, he was in office. He yeah, he was in office. So I voted for Ross Perot in my mind because I like to say his name. Is it because of all that and he had four billion dollars? No, it was actually just because I really like saying Ross. My mom would always make fun of it because I said Wath Powo. That's cute. That's cute. Yeah. And he was my favorite. Uh, he was my first um, my first favorite political character. And last. Yeah, and <laughs> last. Well, Art Modell, he uh, claims that that was his first meeting with Balt to move to the Browns. The f- the football? Yes, the footballs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, space shuttle Endeavor 9 landed. Where? Florida. Oh, like it came back. Yeah. It landed. Gotcha. All right. And then uh, Doreen Cannon. She was an acting teacher in London. She died at age 64. Does that affect you? I don't know that name. Okay. Well, also, on September 18th, 1995, Giles Wheeler wrote and Terrence H. Winkless directed A Brush with Destiny. Oh, is that Power Rangers? Yeah. I know that one. Okay. (laughs) That's good. I'm glad that you do. And let me tell you some stuff that I know about this one. Kimberly in it. She bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And oh my gosh. Yes. They started planting seeds for her to leave the show. They did. We also got a um we also got a new intro. We got our season three intro. Oh. Yeah. And everyone is given face on those on those uh on the title card. Let, let me tell you that everybody does a good job. But you know who does the best job? Cardenas. Yes. Rocky has the best look up, see yeah. the camera, eyebrows raise, smile. It's, it's the best. It it really is. It, it like I mean, he knew exactly what to do there. Started looking down, brought those eyes up, brought those beautiful pools of honey up, those beautiful browns as the light light caught him. Looked at the camera, gave a smile, and I was like, God Damn it, you got me. <laughs> yeah. We were looking at him, we're like, oh, look at everybody. They're so handsome. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's beautiful. And yeah. then it was like, Iron Rock. Oh, wait. Oh, that wow. was good. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it stopped our bullshit real yeah. quick. Because we, we were, were we were about to start down that path. We were ready to clown on Rocky already. But then he did that. We we're like, oh, okay. All right. You get a pass. <laughs> like you get a yeah, you get a pass. Because that, that was perfect. Like that, like you have a any like ABC family like theme song going over it is perfect. Yeah. 
would have been great to the Full House song. Yeah, or uh, Family Matters or anything, man. Yeah. Like, it would have been wonderful. Yeah. Whatever happened to predictability, you know? <laughs> and it the just Milkman, the paper boy, the evening TV. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, I'm looking up like that. Just, yeah. Uh, gosh, wonderful. Yeah, it felt good. Mm-hmm. So, in the juice bar family center, everything's happening. The Junior Police Patrol Art Benefit. Now, the Junior Police Patrol is actually just a police patrol. <laughs> yeah. They seem to have... They just like to hire children. You start them young. Yeah. Kids will grow. Yeah, get them indoctrinated. The city is about industry. Yes. And the city is about the workforce. Do you think that the and Junior Police Patrol is a thing because the city is broke from fixing everything? Yeah. So they need a junior police patrol so that they don't have, they to, don't have to pay. They don't have to pay. They're college athletes, more or less. Yeah. And abso- and bulk and skull. No need to delve any further. You got it. It's there. It's right there in front of us. This is also like, this is, I think this is pretty clever of them, the junior police patrol art benefit. Because yes. they can do this thing, this art benefit, and also gives those kids, like, oh, and we can provide free security. You know? Yeah, because we have junior police patrol members. Yeah, so give us money. We expend nothing. Yeah. Like, it's perfect. Ernie doesn't charge for space because he's a terrible businessman. Yep. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's very, honestly, the infrastructure of Angel Grove is pretty solid. They've, they've, uh, they, they're the kind of city that gives out tickets for jaywalking because their city's broke. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's $75 for crossing the street in the wrong place. Yeah. I feel like they've... They give out $300 tickets for being an asshole. They've built built quite a racket for themselves. Yeah. So this art benefit's going on. Bulk and Skull providing security, along with a couple other of the junior police force. Yes. Uh, Tommy and Aisha come in, and they... uh, They come up on Kimberly, who's dusting a weird-looking head. And let me tell you, when we saw this head, we both went... Oh, look at our monster. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. That thing just stands out like a like a sore fucking thumb. And you, you just, hey, there's a there's a track record here. Yeah. But you, th- you think that's the monster? But let's ain't. see what the track record is. The track record is how often can we be wrong? And the number one reason that we are wrong is because of Steve and him being a dirty fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> but in this case... We are wrong because we're wrong. <laughs> you know what, though? Unlike Steve... Who's a dirty fucking liar. We accept that we are wrong. We we apologize for it. We acknowledge when we are wrong. Unlike Steve, who yeah. fucking ran. Yeah. Still haven't heard back from you, Steve. I see you liking our posts on Instagram and Facebook. Ain't saying a thing about being a fucking liar. Cause I don't li- that's because he don't listen to the show. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> that's actually a hundred percent why. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry. Once we're we're big and famous, not at all. Oh, everyone's going to be coming to him. You going to want to share a room with us at Morphicon this year? Because you want to get weird with Gabe and, <laughs> and Gabe and John Y. Barra. Yeah, yeah. You want to hang with the Power Playthrough crew? Oh yeah. You want to have a dinner at Coco's? That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You better stop telling fibs. Coco's is great. Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> Cocos was wonderful. I I didn't have a bad Co- time. No, there was I, was, n- I had a great time. I like unfortunately had like a negative connotation to it just because like the whole ride over, someone was speaking ill about it. Yeah. And then it happened, and it was great. And I'm pretty sure that person was John Abara, and never Gabe once. No, it was Gabe. <laughs> it was Gabe the whole time. <laughs> well, but, you know, but Gabe gets a pass because he likes to yeah. talk smack to John Wybara. As and that is a uh, favorite pastime. Yeah, of Vegas, honestly, <laughs> of our city. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, Steve, John's got it all. That's why he laughs at it. He's like, yeah, you guys are talking to me, but I don't pay rent. Yeah, I do art for a living. Mm-hmm. I play Hero Clicks, mm-hmm. Hot White Wife, Hot White Wife. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all yeah, man. He's she she runs. Did you know that they are doing monthly Nerf battles at the at the the storage place? Richie Rich, man, he he live in the Richie Rich lifestyle. Yeah, he's like they're doing Nerf rival. <sighs> oh, the mon- the big kid Nerf. Yeah. Monthlies. Do they charge for that for the space? No, because she's the manager of the. No, they just invite people over and have Nerf. That's awesome. Nerf rival fights. That's really awesome. That dude is Richie Rich for yeah. For real. He living the Richie Rich life. He's Mexican Richie Rich. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I I envy you, John. <laughs> That's why you laugh when people talk mess to you because your life's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, bud. But Steve, you're a liar. <laughs> so Kimberly, she's troubled, and it's because her mom's got a new beau, and he's a French painter. Yeah, and she's like ready to move in with him, and she's bringing Kimberly along, but he lives in Paris. Yeah. So, yeah, they're engaged in everything. They're gonna get married. Yeah. They're showing the painting that he did of this cool little mole that we totally disregard because this weird ass face is in front. This weird head sculpture is there. Yeah, there's the weird head sculpture. There's the mole. There's a Frenchman. And um, she's like, I don't know what to do. I might have to move to Paris. We're all going. Yeah. And um, here it is, man. Yeah. Like, I didn't think it would it happened this early in the season that the uh, it was already uh, and the idea was already placed. Tommy gets a look on his face like, oh, man. And all I thought was, like, Aisha's probably given some great face, and she was. But you got to think about what's going through Tommy's mind in this moment. I think he's already, like... I think he's already kind of, like, divvying up his freed-up time now for Karate in the Woods. Sorry, I think he's already thinking about that. Think about what is leaving his life. Oh, the greatest thing ever. Yeah, for sure. But I think in Tommy, Tommy world, it, like his Thursdays and Fridays or whatever they were, you know, whatever girlfriend day was that he generously freed up or. You talking about like me with Wednesdays. Wednesdays, like day night. You know? Wednesdays, Brin day. Yeah. Wednesdays, Brin day. Tommy probably has Thursday or Friday. He has a. Like a couple days. But Tommy ain't giving up Friday. Tommy ain't giving up Friday. Okay. D- Tommy. What? Tommy's also a Saturdays are for the boys kind of guy. Yeah. So whatever day he's given up, you know, probably like a Monday, like an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's oh, you out. had a rough first day back at work. <laughs> Come on out. 
we take turns paying for dinner, <laughs> and tonight's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably already thinking of how much more Karate in the Woods time that gives him. Honestly, I've met a lot of ROTC kids growing up. I was one of them. Yeah, a lot of those kids, though, were strict by the book, ROTC life. They didn't have any girlfriends, no time for that. They weren't, they weren't about it. That wasn't me. I know that. Okay, I'm not saying everyone. Okay. I know, exactly I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, I'm exactly. You my said po- you knew a lot of ROTC kids. I was like, oh, I'm going to relate to this. Yeah. And then you said that, and I didn't relate to it. I took it because I didn't want to take a gym. I should credit. say some of them. I should say some of them. Yeah. Obviously, not all of them. No, it's never all of them. Anything you say, it's almost never. You can never say all of them. You know. But I think maybe. Yeah, Twitter. I think. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> and right. we know he's about that. We do know he's about that, but we don't know if he's all about that. When he was wearing green, he was all about that. But now mm. that he's wearing white, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. He's yeah. not much about he's being a leader, ch- that's for sure. He's changed. He's definitely changed. Yeah. Can't argue that. I think the things that are higher than Kimberly, though, in his mind, in his mind, Tommy's mind, is Karate in the Woods. Clone of himself. Clone of himself. Yeah. Clone of himself that's now in the past. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really worried about my me clone. Yeah, yeah. I think he's my grandpa. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, Tommy's clone is definitely his ancestor that made it so that he's a person. Oh, no, he definitely, like, Philip J. fried it. Yeah. Like, he definitely fucked up the timeline. Like, seriously. Like, I don't. He left a clone in colonial times. Yeah, which resulted in a it resulted in a version of him in Wild West times. Yep. So there's some stuff to think about with that. Which meant there was a '60s Tommy. Which meant there was a '60s Tommy. Yes. Which means that '60s Tommy is Tommy's father. Yes. Yeah. I wonder if he even noticed that his father one day just looked exactly like him after he dropped his clone off in the past. You know what's crazy about that is that he's got clone genes now. So, like, he dropped his clone off, and his clone was like a perfect set of his DNA, and it can't really be diluted. That's why they all look like Tom. Yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah, because he was, yeah, it was made by fucking magic. Yeah. So it's not going to, yeah, there's not going to be any degradation going down the line. He came back. He came back from colonial times, and he saw his daddy that day, and his daddy looked exactly like him. And in Tommy's world, he's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Well, time only happens once. (laughs) So that always happened. Yeah. His daddy always looked like him. Today's a weird day. So Kimberly, (laughs) she's at home. Distress phone call with Aisha. Yeah. She's like, I don't know. I love Aisha's house, by the way. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that she just sits in the dark like that with one Uh, lone light next to the phone. Yeah. 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 You know, her parents probably, like, if there's, like, like all the lights in the living room are on, maybe she, like, her parents would get get upset or something like that. Oh, yeah. You just got the one going. But, yeah, she says, just meet us in the park later. Don't stress about what's going to happen. Yeah. Cross that bridge when we get to it. Kimberly goes to sleep. In her slumber, she has a dream of her mom and French daddy 
having dinner together, and then he turns into a weird tanuki mole monster. Yeah, he's called Artisa Mole. Yeah. Which is clever, but he's a mole, and he's mm-hmm. a painter. He's got like a big easel, or not easel. Is it easel? No, he's, not He's easel. got a big uh, paintbrush and a palette. Palette, thank you. He's got, a bi- he's got a paint palette, and he's got a brush. And she says, no, no, Malchetti, you come with me. And she turns around, and then there's her as a Power Ranger that Locked waves up. goodbye to her. Yeah. Says, sorry, powers are gone, disappears, and now she's just Kimberly. And a monster. What a real fear. Yeah. You know? What a real... This is actually what she's worried about. Yeah. So I really like this. Finster's been tracking their dreams. Yeah. Good for him. Like, he's been keeping up with his own devices. Yeah. And found a gift for Rita, which is that Kimberly has created a monster in her mind. Yep. And said, like, we need that monster. We're going to make that come to so life. So they only need something physical. They only need something physical to basically imp- like imprint this on. Yeah. They need they need physical components, but they have the dream energy, the bad vibes. You know, they yeah. have that bummer wave stored up in that device. But the thing that's crazy about this that comes out later in the episode is that because Kimberly, this monster is a creation of Kimberly's mind, no other ranger can touch it. That's a powerful device. Yeah. Like, you should have waited. Well, I mean, it wasn't up to Finster, but the, like, Zed and Rita should have waited until one of the rangers by themselves that wasn't Kimberly. Yeah. And then that ranger couldn't do, like, jack shit to it. That's, but that's, I like that. Legit, it didn't need any of the other rangers to do that because it takes out five of them plus Ninjor in an instant. Mm-hmm. If they weren't, if, he just took off, and she had to face it alone, and Rocky wasn't there to be like, shoot it here. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a wrap. Mm-hmm. So, they're all hanging out in the park, and they're like, well, have you talked over that you don't want to move with your mom? She's like, well, she's real happy. Well, she's real happy, so I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. You know, it's just a tough life. They're ha- yeah, this is like the, she found a new love. Her mom's really happy. You yeah. know, like she like this is the first time like I I don't I don't want to make assumptions, but now like her mom found someone new, you know, and she's like moving on with her life and she's really happy. So And she's finally not talking mess about dad. <laughs> yeah. Probably. It's probably not like Yeah, and we'll do this, unlike your father, who will just leave you <laughs> with no money and a hamster. Yeah. <laughs> your yeah. father can't take care of you. All he does is make cheeseburgers. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's probably happy to be without the, the venom, spit about her her father. Yeah, but this isn't gonna last long because Rita's ready to spoil the business because they need to get their monster out. Yeah. So what she does is she sends down a group of tangas. Yeah, and they do their ninja morph. Yeah, we see it like in like Freddy kind of got hype about because I don't think you ever remembered it. I don't remember this at all. Yeah, so they make like so. So like half the devil horns. They intertwine their fingers. Yeah. Pinkies out on either side. Yeah. Ninja power, and they become the it ninjas. Quick change into the. It's kind of like the Naruto fingers together. Yeah, yeah. Channeling I guess so, their huh? chi, they're yeah. like channeling the morph energy, the yeah. ninjetti power. Okay. To become that—that's their hand symbol. Yeah. I like it. It's 
cool. They do their battle. The Tenga song is uh, Tenga song is really good. It has so many parts to it. Yeah, it really feels good while they're playing it. It has so many parts to it. There's like a little like um, like a little solo sort of. And, you know, there's like two different verses. There's a lot to the song. Yeah. Well, Rito and Finster hit the scene. Yeah. And Rito and a couple of Tengas subdue Kimberly. Rito gets in her face, and when she goes to slap him, he slaps her hand out of the way, and the communicator hits the ground. Yeah. They they tangle her up, and he goes, Finster, come in with that machine. Yeah. Comes up, sprays her face. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Takes her artist mole monster and dips out. Yeah. <laughs> I said it. And yeah. then I went, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs> the Rangers finish defeating the Tengas and they transform out. And Kimberly's like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. I, but I like, you know, I feel like, like, like crap. Yeah. We cut back to the youth center, and Bulk and Skull are asleep on the job, and the painting that they were guarding of the mole is gone. So, dummy brains. They all went, oh, he used the mole painting. Hmm. Okay. He needed the dream and the mole painting because he needed to give it physical form. Yeah. Cool. Well, Bulk and Skull freak out that they got to find this painting before anyone notices. So they start searching the school and start asking questions. They're grilling everyone. Yeah. What they what they see, what they know. And Skull drops to Adam and Billy that they the mole painting's missing. They're looking for it. It was on their watch. Bulk's like, you didn't hear that from us. And Skull's like, they did. I just said, I said it. it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. The Rangers meet up and they get a Zordon call. And they they teleport out. Uh, Kimberly gets there and she's like, where is everybody? Yeah, since her communicator's missing, she didn't get the call. But she doesn't realize her communicator's missing. She doesn't realize her So she goes, all right, well, I'll call Zordon and see what's up. And she goes her arrest and she goes, oh, crap. Yeah. Okay, don't freak out. Don't freak out. Just retrace your steps. That's why she should be leader. Yeah. Just this rational thinking, even in this, you know, pretty sketchy moment, which is losing your communicator. Yeah. But yeah, she just says she's going to retrace her steps. The rest of the Rangers go to command center. They get debriefed on what's going on. Artisa Mole is is uh, running loose. They they confront him in the park. Tommy blows it. Well, they all go for a big attack, and it, it's it's null. Tommy goes, "Don't worry, guys. I'm more powerful. I'll go get it myself." And Billy's like, "No, we should have." A, and he's already gone. Yep. He he. He fucks it up. Ninja comes in. But, like, the thing is, is anytime they're hitting him, paint is coming off of Artist Mall, and they're also passing through him. Yeah, they transfer right through him in a splash of paint. So they call down Ninja on his Nimbus Cloud, and he does his whole... theme, which is so video gamey. Yeah, it's very video gamey. I love the Ninja theme. It's... Yeah, and he does his whole thing. He's like, how can I be of assistance to you, Rangers? Yeah. Yeah, you know, he speaks in his weird voice. Ninja, I just don't let him in. I I just I got struck. What the? Don't let him in. It's because I made fun of him. Yeah. You uh, you show him respect or nothing at all. 
I mean, uh, he's a ninja on a cloud, man. Okay. Um, yeah, ninja. Ninja comes in and um, he, you know, to try and reprieve, give give the Rangers some reprieve, and but he, but also, but ninja comes out like a chump. Yeah. He knows it. He goes in. And he's like, I'm gonna fight this mole, no problem. Mole calls him Thunder Thighs. Yeah, he does. And Ninja has a real short fuse, but. He immediately pulls out the paintbrush, pulls all the color out of the team, plus Ninjor. Yeah, they all go grayscale. And the Rangers are defeated. Pretty crazy. Back at the command center, they are looking for Kimberly, and they say they're going to turn up the gain yeah, on Kimberly's... Uh, <laughs> turn up the gain on the communicator to yeah, try and so get So that hold of all her. she can hear is a lot of crackling and fizzing. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So that it sounds a lot like Power Play Through Podcast. <laughs> Um, Kimberly is by the spot where she was, uh, where where the Tangu grabbed her. Thankfully, Zordon's calling the phone. Like, yeah, just make it ring until I find it. I'll yes. answer it when I find it. Thank, thankfully, she hears it. She runs up to it. She gets the the lowdown. She goes to the command center. They show what's going on. All the colors sucked out. And they're like, you're you're the only one that well, can affect. They see Artist Mole, and she's like, oh, that's the one from my nightmares. And they're like, oh, it's from your nightmares. That's you're the w- only one that could touch it. Yeah. And she goes, I'm not scared of him, though. And she goes, he's like, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> but you're the only one that could beat him. Mm-hmm. So she goes to fight. Pink Ranger power, all of that. Yeah. Uh, here's a point where we think that we've made some changes to the artist mole suit. Okay. Now, this dude, he's, okay, so he's wearing, like, a Frenchman shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, like the character Frenchman shirt stereotype, the the horizontal stripes. They got a lot of weird like action bubbles. He's got a lot of on. he's got a lot of flair on it. Got bam pow like stuff but like that on Cocker there. In Cocker Ranger, that's been a thing that's been happening when oh, I they guess fight. So. I guess so. Well, I'm just giving a description yeah. of it. Um, and then he's got like Adidas track pants on, and so. that's kind of like one of the things that made us think that maybe this guy was altered a bit. But the big reason why, and I mean big reason why is altered, there is very noticeably a bit of paunch that hangs right below his gut and in between his legs. Yeah. And it immediately clicked with me. It's like, oh my fucking God, he's not a mole. He's a tanuki. And he's got that tanuki nutsack. <laughs> if you're not familiar <laughs> with that Japanese legend, but tanukis are like shapeshifters, kind of like um, like how kitsunes foxes are. Yeah. But their nutsack is huge, and it's also like an amorphous thing. It can become, like, they can turn it into, uh, like, uh, Pompoko. Yeah. You ever watch Pompoko? Yeah. I love that movie. Uh, Pompoko, which is a uh, Miyazaki film. Check it out. It's awesome. But, like, you can see in there, like, their nutsacks are, like, part of the part of their power so and it's always represented like if you see tanuki statues like in the world they always got that sack yeah they always got that sack hanging so i'm pretty sure i think that i i have to believe because it's so noticeable it's not something that's just like oh the suit's falling apart you know and and there's some loose this thing is straight up like a nutsack shaped thing in his pants that hangs there. Yeah. And I I want to put money on it. 
in Kaku Ranger when we get there, which will probably be a while since it seems like we're getting monsters in reverse. Yeah. I bet he's a Tanuki in Kaku Ranger. We'll see. We'll see. I think he's a Tanuki, dude. Because his face never looked like a mole. It looks more like a like a raccoon. Yeah. So I think he's a Tanuki. And I'm pretty sure that's his nuts hanging in his Adidas. All right. So I thought these, me and Dan both thought these pants were added. So <laughs> Because they look so, they're like so pedestrian. Well, let's get to the resolution of this yeah. thought. Yeah. Kimberly fights him. The artist mole and some help from Rocky, which is surprising. Yeah, she kind of starts to get overpowered by him. She knocks him away and Rocky says, shoot at its belly. It's a big target. He's fat. So she does and he dies. It's obvious advice, but it was still advice from Rocky. Yeah. The Rangers get their color back. Zed and Rita freak out, say their monster can't be defeated. They make him grow. We got to Kaku Ranger. A man's wearing pants. Yeah, Japanese footage, he has Adidas on, but he still no, got... No change. But he still got that, that dangly bit there, so I'm pretty sure that's intentional. They call Ninja Megazord power. They each do their separate call, which means we got time to yeah. kill. Yeah, we got a little bit of time to kill. The Ninja Megazord is called. Ninjor calls upon his growing powers. Yeah, and, and then he gets his heated form. Yeah. <laughs> he gets made fun of a little bit. He gets angry, and he turns into his samurai form. The Rangers waste no time. What do they call it in this? It's like ninja or battle mode or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Yeah, but he yeah, he gets into his heated form. The Rangers, uh, Falcon Zord attaches. Yes, yeah, they waste no time. Ninja Mega Falcon Zord. Mm-hmm. And I think that the transformation for Ninja Mega Falcon Zord is super cool because of the way the Megazord turns and you see the Falcon flying in the reflection of its yeah. eyes. <laughs> but it's... something notable from this is that we get the first appearance of... The new cockpit. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Where they have built the full front of the Ninja Megazord's face, and in place of the eyes, we see where the five rangers sit. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So the cockpit. It's red. Yeah, the cockpit looks the way, like. It looks like we're looking through red glass at them. Yeah. But the cockpit still has that singular, like, glass piece, like the movie, like as if they were selling, like, the movie Megazord with the one slit instead of the two individual eyes. But it was like that in the Megazord as well. In what Megazord? Which Megazord? Dino Megazord. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's, um... Like, the eyes are a facade to make it look more humanoid, but the whole thing is glass. It's just different colored glass. I was just knowing that, like, how that's why... It's, like, kind of occurring to me now. That's why it dictated that look in the movie where they gave it the one singular visor thing. Yeah. Because that's how the cockpit was arranged. The the set was, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what dictated what, honestly, but or what came what came first, but I like that look. I don't know. I like that look. Like, I agree that it's like the eyes are just a facade. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, that's what it looks like inside. You know, it's not like a, it, it's not like it's two portholes or something like that, even though Dirano probably has the best. Oh, would, yeah, just the, the circle in the yeah, chest. Yeah, the circle that makes so much sense. Yeah. It's really good. Also, it's like, um, what's it, uh, Cherno Alpha mm-hmm. in uh, Pacific Rim. Yeah. How the head was basically like a decoy. Because the cockpit was actually deep in the chest, 
Which makes so much sense. As it should be, because it's more armored. It's heavily armored, yeah. yeah. So if they attack the head, it's like, whatever. Who who gives a shit, you know? But anytime you put a head on, like, a mech, I re- always think it's such a mistake to have the cockpit there in the head. I'm like, that's, our, that's human's biggest weakness, is that our brains are right here. That's what I kind of like about Gundam, is that they all live in the chest, and the mm-hmm. head is just there as, like, a visual port. Yeah, yeah. 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 So. Just talking about mecha a little bit. Yeah. The Ninja Mega Falcon Zord does its final attack where we get it basically dropped on the artist mole and he does the the wolf punch and the ape punch and he is destroyed. And um, Zed and Rita just start throwing shade at each other. Yeah. Hey, you look like a rare New York steak. And he's like, at least I'm not pink like a hot, at least I don't look like a hot dog. (laughs) Yeah. At least I don't look like I've been on the rolly cooker all week. (laughs) You added more to that, but I still thought Zed got the best of her. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you look like New York State. At least I'm expensive. <laughs> At least I'm a rare steak. I'm still illegal in some places. <laughs> uh, Bulk and Skull go back to the art show, and they see that the mole painting is back, and they yell at Kimberly's new French daddy. <laughs> and he, they're like, you stole that painting. I stole that painting. I painted that painting. The frame was loose. I brought it back to my studio to fix it. It's like, mm. oh, we'll keep up the good work. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. We so that was cool. Yeah. I liked I liked that that it kind of made dummies of us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we we're like, oh, well, we've been wrong more than once in this. Yeah. But again, we we admit it, which is more a, than we can say for Steve, which is a crucial trait in a decent human. Unlike Steve. So when we have Steve on the show. <laughs> we just shit on him for two and a half <laughs> hours. <laughs> and we're long past Mighty Morphin because we will be long yeah. past done with Mighty Morphin by the next yeah, time we see Because he's going to be running until he can't run no more. <laughs> <laughs> and we go, hey, do you see their weapons? It looks like they're using them just like all of the second Rangers did in the second season, which you were wrong about, Steve. And I can't believe you and how terrible you are. Yeah. He'll no, we'll no, Steve. You're in this room. Doors locked from the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Garf is watching the door anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kimberly needs to confront her mother, and not really confront, but just voice her concerns. And she tells mom, "I." I'm afraid to move to France. I don't want to start in a new school. I don't want to make new friends. Yeah, she's saying, like, I'm very, she's, like, extremely happy for her, but she's just afraid of losing her friends and all that. And, like, I know you wouldn't make a decision if it wasn't for the best, but it's still scaring me. And her mom, like, it's, I like the, the realistic outcome here. Because in a lot of kids' shows, It'll be like, I don't want to move. I don't want to move. I don't want to move. Well, then we won't move. Yeah, and then it's that. Like, oh, I guess we won't move. You really like it here, huh? Like, it's life doesn't work that way. I like that it gives that realistic take on it where it's like, honey, I know, you know, and I appreciate you talking to me about this. You know, I wish you would have voiced earlier, but even though, you know, it's like she's voicing it now, so it doesn't matter. But like, she's saying, like, appreciate you talking to me me about this. I want you to know, you know, everything's going to be okay. We're going to adjust. This is something that happens in life. And it is just something that happens in life. Yeah. But we get a little bit of a sweet, uh... But Aisha mm, comes up with her parents. 
first appearance. Yeah. And good says, looking couple. Yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> you can tell where Aisha got her looks from. Yeah. Those, and, those jeans. I get it. And Aisha's mom has a yellow power blazer on, so yellow runs in the family. Yeah. Um, she says, Kimberly, you can come move in with my family and finish out the school year. And Kim's mom goes, that would be a lot of... A lot to ask. A lot the- to ask. And then parents go, no, we're cool with it. That's why we're here, to let you know that we're cool with it. Yeah. And then Kimberly goes, I'll come move to France. Let me finish the school year. Yeah. And their mom's like, you know what? That makes sense. Why would we, you know, it's like, let, that makes sense to let you finish school year here instead of taking to France and probably not be not even able to enroll. You know, there'd probably and be a whole mess there. You'd have to find a school for English speakers. Yeah, and it'd be a whole thing. So she's like, yeah, that makes sense. You can, you can. She s- can spend the rest of the time looking for a English speaking French school for Kimberly for her senior year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not our senior year, because these guys are in school through Turbo. So Yeah. Uh, uh, through Zio, they're in school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One Maybe one day we'll break that down and try to figure out how that works. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's real sweet. I like that. She yeah. gets to live with her best friend. Yeah, and yeah, Miss Hart approves, and then Aisha says... Now it's like we're really sisters, and they yeah. give a hug, and uh, Bulk and Scroll get a talking to a stone in our in our uh, credit scene. credit scene. Lieutenant Stone is giving them the like importance of guarding. It's yeah. a scene that it's definitely a deleted scene. Yeah, it's Lieutenant Stone is giving them the importance of their duty to guard these paintings, and how that they will be doing push-ups for the rest of their lives if anything goes wrong. Yeah, he's like kind of like pulling them in close by the collars and stuff like that, and like yeah. really reading them down. And then when he walks away, uh, they start clowning. Yeah, as soon as he walks away, Skull's like, "Nice breath." Yeah, <laughs> Ugh. yeah. That's every every credit scene uh, of these episodes. It's just extra bulk and skull time, and that's that makes us very very happy. A okay. Yeah. The next episode, passing the lantern. This one aired September 19th, 95. Uh, written by Katie Rocky and directed by Armand Garabidian. And these are two new. So, uh, first time director and writer team, Armand Garabidian and Katie Rocky, are doing Passing the Lantern. This is a Adam-based episode. Yeah, we always like those. We start off in Juice... Juice bar where uh, Billy and Aisha are giving some exposition where he's saying, I hope Adam had a good time at his family reunion. Yeah, and he was really excited about it because knowing about his family and his culture is very important to him. In comes sad boy Adam. And as a child, I was very sure that Adam was just a white guy. I thought he was Hispanic. And his parents give him a paper lantern. Because his culture is important to him, and it turns out he's a Korean dude. Yeah. They're going to make him out to be Japanese, because the writing on this lantern's in Japanese, all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a, he is of the Asian, Asian. <laughs> he is, the, he is uh, Asian. 
uh, Asian descent. Yes. Yeah. I almost said persuasion. <laughs> the Asian persuasion. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I thought he was Hispanic because I got a cousin that looked just like him. I was like, oh, that guy, that guy's just like a light-skinned Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Because I have a cousin, Gilbert, looks just like Johnny Umbosh. Yeah. And I just thought that was it. It really, I, you know, and I felt like an idiot because I've said his name so many times and it wasn't until I was like 20 where I was like, oh, young. Man, there's so much, like... That goes over your head? Yeah. Because, like, as a kid, I was Team Kimberly. I wasn't even looking at Trini or Aisha ever. And I think that's just, like, as a child, you're kind of built in with a form of racism. Yeah, that was it, institutional racism? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I... Yeah. 100%, yes. Yeah. And rewatching these shows, <laughs> Twee was one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. And Aisha is a top tier baddie. Yeah, it is crazy. But that's that's like a legit thing. That's a real thing. It's just kind of like how media is, like how it how it was, you know, where it was kind of just you're just kind of position to acknowledge just the white people you yeah know, as, you know as harsh as that is that's how that's how it fucking is i mean look at it you know i'm not we're not breaking ground here no but no like what we're saying is that the appreciation for the 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 uh the other ladies in in uh power Rangers, all media all media it like like revisiting stuff that I watched as a kid, and like you said, like you just kind of like your team Kimberly or your uh, well, like another example where there was a um, I can't remember any of the goddamn names and saved by the bell, <laughs> whatever you know. But when you were like team Tiffany Amber Thiessen, yeah, 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 like you were it just you got these like blinders on and it is like yeah it's like this built-in racism that's there because that's just how the media works yeah but i can't ignore it yeah aisha is a top tier baddie and twee rest in power yeah legit one of the most beautiful women i've ever seen in my life hands down hands down yeah i really appreciate aisha um i like aisha in this episode too because she's so she had a little bit of a shaky start with that whole fire marshal nonsense yeah and she soured on billy a bit but it looks like billy came around on her and because they're hanging out like i don't know season two i had a decent time and like the mutiny is the mutiny and white light is white light and passing of the power is a big deal but we're nine episodes into season three, and season three is kicking ass, dude. hands down, light years beyond what Power Rangers has ever been. Yeah, it really, it really is. This is a, this is great. Like I've enjoyed every episode. Everything has some for me to chew on. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say about Aisha, I really like how Aisha's like the level-headed one in this episode. Mm-hmm. You know? Like there's a point here where Adam really gets flustered, and she's immediately says the like the perfect thing you could say to someone having a having a moment like that. Yeah, um, I love Aisha. Like I, my 
I'm I'm gonna be paying uh what what is what is that called? <laughs> restitution. <laughs> restitution. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be paying restitution for for, <laughs> for Aisha because she bad. Aisha bad. I I should never have overlooked her as a Yellow Ranger. Yeah, and I honestly did. I honestly did because when like season three was rolling around, like. I, I would have to say my guy was probably Tommy, you know. Yeah, you know I'm a little kid, you know, like Tommy's. Yeah, I'm like. I only fault the. I don't fault people that are Mighty Morphin purists. Like you're still a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still trust you. Yeah, you All still love the thing we love. Yeah, you know, and because and we have John Wybara on our side, and he's a Mighty Morphin boy. Yeah. He loves Power Rangers, but he's a Mighty Morphin boy, and that's fine. Although uh, he is... He's yeah. delving a little deeper, but that's because he spent a weekend with us. Yeah. <laughs> um, and all of that, but like the only people I fault are the people that are diehard, like, JD. there's never been a better Ranger than JDF. Yeah, yeah. It's because... Uh, yeah, in Pokemon... It's, it's Gen 1ers. Yeah, Gen 1ers. It's, it's, a, it's a derogatory term. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where people have blinders on, quote-unquote. Tommy was around for a long time. We've said it a thousand times. He was around for a long time. He has been a ranger forever, and any accolades they gave him are deserved and recognized, but Jason was a better Red Ranger. TJ was a better Red Ranger. Andros was a better Red Ranger. Yeah. Um, Adam, as a Black Ranger, was a better Red Ranger. Kimberly should have led the team. Wouldn't that have been amazing if, like, instead of how the power transfer worked, if they just moved him up, you know? Like, that would have been crazy. If, if Kim- Kimberly got put in the red. Yeah, if Kimberly They'd did. have moved Billy up because it's oh, yeah. the 90s and they would have made the man the... Yeah, that's true. But like the red, but moved her up to be in a black ranger. Yeah, if the color did actually denote rank, which it usually doesn't, outside of where they specifically say it does, like SPD. Yeah, you know? like if color denoted rank, that'd be cool. If you had, like, uh, if you had Kimberly move up to red and Billy move up to pink or something like that. Yeah, know? that would have been sick. And then you have, then you have Rocky in blue. You know, and well, then Adam and I each would still be black and yellow, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but you know, anyway, like you know what I'm getting at. You, you know what I'm getting at. Uh, that would have been neat. That would have been real neat to see. I would love to see Kimberly in red. That'd be choice. <laughs> but like, you know, I don't fault anybody for that. I just don't think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, like I, anybody could have been the leader, mm-hmm. other than Tommy. <laughs> Tommy, yeah, he's his role. Of kind of like the the hot tag, you know they, what I mean? They shouldn't have made the White Ranger the leader. They should have just made him the ringer. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like I was saying, like he's the hot tag. Yeah, he's the guy comes in, pops a signature move on every motherfucker there, you know, mm-hmm. and like cleans up. That's that'd be his role. He's not much of the ta- he's not much of a tactician. He's never been a tactician. Yeah, he never shows that as a tactician. Even in Dino Thunder, I don't. Dino Thunder, he's at his best. Yeah, 
I absolutely Doctor Tommy Oliver. Doctor Tommy Oliver, I love. I mean, I love Tommy Perry, but like Tommy, Doctor Tommy Oliver. That that's uh, that's, and it sh- as it should be since he's much older. That's the best Tommy. Yeah, because he he his role as like the mentor, kind of like mentor and then field leader kind of deal. Yeah, he's really good in, in that in that in that spot. I love the Brachio Ranger. You got to read Soul of the Dragon. That's old man Tommy, who's like, I used to be so good. I used to be so cool. <laughs> I guess so. I, I guess got beat up by Doomsday. <laughs> I guess I got to read it. Yeah. yeah. I guess I got to read it. I, yeah, I mean, like, it's good. It is set in, it's set in the canon universe of the show. It mm-hmm. does, it, they, they have separated that boom canon is different from show canon because they have to with Shattered Grid. Yeah. But they said that Soul of the Dragon does take place inside Uh-oh. of Power Rangers. So. Gotcha. Okay. If you're going to read it, that's the reason to read it because it is in the canon of the show. Yeah, like he's got the like same jacket and the Ninja Steel, yeah, uh, episode and all that. So, and he's got the Master Morpher. Yeah, Master Morpher, which looks cool. <laughs> like, yeah, which, which is one of the dopest Morphers I've seen. You did it again. Yes, yes, yes. Tommy got the cool gear. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, yeah. I get again as we always said. Tommy is overblown, but. It's deservedly so at the same time, you know, like because of just how he's been positioned in throughout the Power Rangers mythos. I do like that he is the signature that people want the most, but it's the easiest one to get. It absolutely is. Yeah, it absolutely is. So just and like he is the easiest Ranger to find, like, oh, I need to watch an episode with Tommy in it because I want to do something with Tommy. Oh, yeah. just watch anything. Yeah. So uh, and tip tip of the hat to him for his uh, work back. Uh, work ethic. I this show doing power playthrough come to really appreciate the the um, also rans the I don't want to say bit players, but you know the the supporting cast. Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff I didn't realize. Like Billy, Billy being just like the the ranger who goes through so much growth. You know. Yeah. I uh, we're talking about Aisha, who who's beautiful and and like gave a lot as a Yellow Ranger, which is. Again, because of the show, you realize what big shoes she had to fill with Trini, who yeah. was just, Trini was awesome. Trini and, was in a criminally underutilized character in season one, but yeah. boy, criminally underutilized in Zoo Ranger. Yeah, so, so kind of dictated like what they could do with it, but still like Trini as Trini, um, like we said, with the stat spread, she's balanced across the board training can do it all which you will find out in heroes of the grit coming out from renegade studios yes <laughs> not a sponsor <laughs> um, we'll take it let's we'll talk a little it. let's talk a little bit about the show yes so they talk about how adam's culture has been very important to him and he shows up into the juice bar with a paper lantern he had a good time but he has this paper lantern that he seems to be a little like flustered by yeah because it's a fairly family heirloom that only gets passed down once a generation to somebody to protect. And there's, yeah, and there's some power to it. Yeah, uh, that it holds the power of the family in it. It has a, a tag, kind of like a spirit tag or something on it. Yes. And it's in... Uh, it's it's written in Japanese characters and yeah, uh, what he says is like, they told I asked what it means and they said it's for you to figure out for yourself. Yeah. 
and um, we're not going to tell you. So in come junior police officers, Bolkmeyer and Skulovich. Yeah. And they go, we can help you with this. They're always... I appreciate how much their hearts are into their role. Yeah. Because they're always showing up and they're like, what's the problem? Yeah. We'll take care of it. Yeah, well, they're, they're still dum-dums, but they're, but they're, there's, you know what? They know that they're police and they know the police are supposed to help. So that's what they're trying to do. Uh, Bolt grabs the lantern, looks at the tag and just, uh. Don't try to read things that aren't in English. Like just to get a cheap pop out of his buddy's Yeah, <laughs> which, uh. It's a bit of unnecessary racism. <laughs> um, not going to excuse that, but he was doing it for a cheap pop out of his friend. Yeah, what she got? Yeah, skull left. Um, they hand it back. No, they don't hand it back. Do they not hand it back? Uh, bulk gets bumped, and oh right, it comes out of his hands, and Adam catches it, and they're like, "Be careful, guys." Luckily. It's light as a feather, and it's made of paper. Yeah, it's not going to careen to the ground. So yeah. Adam's pretty gingerly able to pull it out of the air. Yes, and Bulk and Skull leave heads dejected. Uh, Zed and Rita hear that that lantern has power, so they want that lantern. They need to make a monster out of his family's power and make him destroy it. Mm-hmm. At the park, Billy is walking with Adam. Billy apparently It's a different park. This is like a oh, serenity garden. Oh yeah, it is garden. a different park. It is like there's like it's very. Uh, this is like this is like an Asian meditation garden. Yeah, yeah. Billy is walking with Adam, and he's explaining they're going to someone named Ko. Funny enough, Ko. And if you watch Super Sentai, that's neat. But going to meet someone named Ko who speaks several languages in his time in the Orient, as Billy puts it. You know, can't say like, that no more. Can't say that no more. But yeah, yeah, yeah different time, different time. Uh, but they meet this guy, uh, Ko, Master Ko. Yep. And he's hardcore dubbed over. I have to believe he's dubbed over because his voice and his lips do not match up. And uh, he show he has quite the collection of lanterns, and he shows the boys stuff. He says, "This lantern my father gave to me when I was four years old." Yeah, he's got a little and reflecting area with all these lanterns hanging around. Yeah. And he uh, like he reads. He reads an inscription from one of the lanterns, and then when they give, when Adam gives him his, he says, uh, "What does the lantern say?" Well, when he reads his, he says, "The dragon you face is different from the dragon you fear," and like he's like, "Oh, well, what does that mean?" He goes, "Well, what does it mean to you?" And he goes, "Well, you're only as f- your mind is only makes you as afraid as it wants to be. Like, yeah, not everything you have to fear." And he goes. If that's what it means to you, then that's its truth. Yeah, yeah. When he reads something about like the light, the lantern, the light inside you, the uh, lantern will guide you. Somewhere. The lantern provides the light, but the soul provides the way. I, th- I don't think it's that, but that's beautiful. <laughs> um, Rocky, Tommy, and Aisha are walking through, and. They're there because Tommy wants to pick out a plant for for Kimberly, who has a new garden that the Campbells uh, very gracefully allowed her to grow in their yard. Yeah. Uh, Bulk and Skull are on the scene as well. Just to, They don't do anything, but just to show you where the characters are. Yes. Um, Master Ko uh, translates the tag. Yes. Which says, The lamp may light the path, 
but the soul must light the way. Bulk and Skull are in the area because they have been set to patrol that area. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, he asks him what that means, and he's like, well, like everything, they're just words, and words don't have any meaning to you, don't have any meaning. He's like, well, I don't understand. He goes, well, you have to discover the meaning behind the words. Yeah. He's like, and if you believe it, it's so. Have patience. It's, just, it's, it's like music, baby. It's subjective. Yeah. Co walks away, and Billy goes, you don't have to worry because a lot of the things Co says don't make sense for a few days yeah, until I mean, you realize why they do make sense. Yeah, and Adam's like, that's good because I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, in come the Tangas. Yeah, and they surround Tommy, Rocky, Aisha. Tanga song plays. We get two morphs. Red Ranger Power, White Ranger Power, Yellow Ranger Power. Second morph, Black Ranger Power, Blue Ranger Power. And they have a little Tenga fight. Squat and Babu were sent down oh, with we see, Rito. We see that cool, like, first time uh, all together. Oh, yeah, where they orb. just show the circles. Yeah, it shows the five orbs. Yeah. And they, and they transform. Pretty cool. Squat yeah. and Babu are on the scene. With Rito. With Rito, because Rito insisted. I yeah. like that. Because first, Zed was like, squat, Babu, it's just grabbing a lantern. You you idiots go down. You can do that. And Rito's like, I want to be part of that. He's like, go. We don't, just go. I don't care. <laughs> well, really... You're not part of my crew. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Rito just doesn't leave. Yeah. Rito's like, no, I want to be there. I want to do that. Yeah. That sounds dope. You yeah. want to steal lanterns? Got to re- gotta love the attitude, the Rito attitude, man. Yeah. That's squat and Babu show up. And they're like, which lantern is it? And Rito's like, take all of them, man. <laughs> we good. I was, I was saying to Dan as we were watching these that the Rito mentality can be a boon. Sometimes you just got to go dumb. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to go dumb. Why Rito succeeds where the others haven't is because he doesn't overthink anything. Yeah, because Squat and Babu are like, we need to get the perfect lantern or else we're, we're going to get, get beat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, we're going to get we're gonna get stepped on. And Rito's like, Rito's like, so what? We make a mess. We bring them all the lanterns. We can't go wrong. They'll yeah. just pick the right one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like it's like Kevin Malone thinking, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Why say many word when few word do? You know? Just simplify stuff, man. Grab it all. Uh, the Rangers defeat the Tenga, but they have also failed to protect the lanterns because they've been stolen, including Adam's family lantern. Yeah. Vulcan Skull arrived. They're like, what got stolen? Yeah. Don't worry, citizen. We'll get your paper lantern back. A bit of advice, though. Just get a new lantern. It's made of paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah, it's like, also... It's just some paper, so if we don't get it, so yeah, they're covering their bases there. Yeah. It's like, we'll get it back, we promise. Also, though, it's kind of trash, so maybe just get yourself some more trash. Yeah. <laughs> maybe don't worry about it so much. Yeah. That's what they're tr- ultimately trying to do. They got good hearts. Yeah. They're ultimately trying to say, we're going to do our best, but also, please don't don't stress yourself over it. It is paper. Don't spiral over this. We'll do our best to get it back, but it's not the end of the world if, you know, the worst comes to worse, you know. Bulk and Skull get to work. 
funny, th- funny stuff happens here because they see Rito. Well, uh, while they're walking, Rito's like holding the Adam's family lantern. He's like, nope, not this one. And he throws it off to the side and it lands in front of Bulk and Skull. Yeah. They, they, pick, they pick it up and they're like, cool, we did it. They see Rito, Squat and Babu dissipate in energy. And Bulk and Skull starts screaming like they normally do. Yeah. Like they've always done. And then Bulk's like, why are we screaming? And then Skull's like, we just watched a bunch of mo- evil monsters from space use their magic powers and teleport away. Bulk goes, okay. And then they just start screaming again. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> At the command center, they're talking to Alpha and Zordon about, like, man, we lost this lantern. Rita and Zed have it. It's got powers. They're going to use these powers against us. We don't know what powers it has. And they're like, well, we do have to find that lantern. So yeah, we'll start looking. Adam and Aisha are like, well, we'll go to the park and keep looking, too. Mm-hmm. So in the, the palace, yeah. there's a big old pile of lanterns. <laughs> That's kicking around. Yep. They, um, they, uh, like, Rita picks up what she thinks was the lantern. Yes. A little more rounded version of what uh, Adam's lantern is. Like, here it is. This is it. We'll just make this into a monster. This one will be our Lantera. Yeah. They make Lanteras, who appears behind Bulk and Skull, who are going back with the real lantern. And Lanteras is just kind of like, Scooby doing behind them or well because they're also reading their police handbook and they're like okay good officers always keeping watch of what's in front of them to their sides when they look to the right Lanteras creeps to the left when they look to the left Lanteras creeps to the right and, and said, then they go and behind them turns around and he just waves at him and says hi hey boys <laughs> also he's voiced by General Ivar yes which got a pop <laughs> Bulk and Skull drop their red lantern and just Dip. I'm a dumb, dumb boy. Yeah. Because I thought this monster, when I was a dumb, dumb boy, and now I'm a dumb, dumb man boy, when I saw this monster originally, and just goes to prove that I listened to no fucking dialogue unless Zack said it, <laughs> I thought this monster was like a big old juice thermos. <laughs> like, I thought he was like a party, like like something you'd have sun tea in, you know? Yeah. I straight up, for real, for real, thought this was a big dude of juice. A big dude of juice? (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was. I thought he fucking was. I thought that was, I thought that's what this monster was based on. I don't know how I did that. But yeah, he has a lantern this whole fucking time. Yeah. The whole premise of this episode is about lanterns, like paper lanterns. And I sincerely thought, he was filled with like punch. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's a <laughs> it's okay. It's I okay, also friends. really like his design. He's straight up real Ghostbusters ish in like yeah. the cartoon. Yeah. Just, you know, live action because he's got a creepy, uh, nasty mouth, you know, and he laughs. <laughs> you know, it's good design. Good design. Can't wait to see him, Kaku Ranger. Good time. Good design. Mm-hmm. Good boy. Big dude of juice. Big dude of juice is one of my new favorite things. <laughs> uh, which is the episode title. Adam's walking with Aisha. Oh, I got to mention the line Aisha said. Like, um, when Adam was shitting on himself, basically saying, I lost I lost my family's lantern. I did it. I suck. Yeah. Aisha says, that wasn't your fault. 
you can't be putting the blame on yourself. You know, it's yeah. like, she immediately calms him and like like a good friend when rec- recognizes when a friend is spiraling and grounds them. Yeah. You know, I loved it. I loved it so much. It's a small bit of dialogue, but it was really good. They run into Bulk and Skull. Who are park. running away. Yeah. To where Adam and uh, Adam and Aisha contact the other rangers and they say, uh, yeah, there's a lantern monster in the park. It's morphin' time. And then a second it's morphin' time for the park duo. Yup. I do love that transformation. You like the Red Ranger power? Not so much the call, because the call is kind of generic, but, yeah. you know, I get why they have to do it. You know, they can't say, like, ape ninja power or ape red ape power. Or I think that it would be worthless to yell out Tyrannosaurus if you weren't doing a morph of the Zords anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it absolutely makes sense why I just... It's kind of it's kind of bland the what they went with, but I understand why they did it. But the visuals are beautiful. I yeah. love that that sheen that comes over and the helmet appears and then the visor like great, looks good, good use of money. Rangers transform, meet up, facing off against Lanteris, who's a big jumbly goofy dude. Adam says, just... "We can't kill him. Yeah. That's my lantern. Yeah, okay, we have to be careful with him." That's like two episodes in a row. Or they we're not there yet. No, I'm saying it's like two episodes in a row though, where where someone gets swerved. First one we get swerved. Yeah, by the mole monster stuff was never the painting. It was just that what that's what influenced Kimberly's stream. Yeah. Second one, being now they think this is the lantern. Yeah. I don't know. I appreciate the changing it up. The dual swerve. I appreciate, yeah. I thought you were talking about this is the second t- two episodes in a row where we can't kill a monster. We have to just oh, be careful right, right, with right. it. Yeah, yeah. Because that you. happens Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, no, I wasn't saying that. So they, they do a little bit of fighting. The lantern kind of like smokes them out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not like in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just decide... We can destroy the lantern. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they get the sick pose off. They go after him. They start kicking the shit out of Lanteras. Adam has this one-on-one where he powers up his fist. Big and he fist. gets this big, like, energy fist that just yeah. punches Lantera in the stomach. Then he spin kicks him, like a spinning heel kick. It's awesome. I want to see more individual stuff like that. And Rita and Zed don't like this display of power from the Black Rangers, so they make their monster grow. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know if we mentioned it, but they're not doing Zed grenades anymore. They're not doing the staff throw. They're crossing their staffs and using like the power feedback. We, we mentioned it, but like we haven't mentioned how that's been been the norm now. That's just how it do. I'm gonna be honest. Like in season two, I thought the moment that Rita showed up, that Zed grenade stopped. I thought that that was a wrap. But well, well you know, I was wrong, well, as I usually am. Gorma grenades. Yeah. We still had Gorma to go through, so, of course. So, So they call upon the Ninja Megazord, of course. And then, who shows up? My man Ninjor. With a sick-ass theme. And then, Ninjor gets called adult. Yeah. And you talk mess to Ninjor, as we know from Freddy getting slapped, Ninjor gets hot. And he became Ninjor Battle Mode. Yeah, yeah. 
And there's like no joke here. Like they just straight up murder this guy. Like they do the fast punches. Ninjor comes through with a slice and they drop down on him for the Ninja Mega Falcon. Yeah, sword. I like seeing the individual cockpit of uh, of the Falcon Zord being used. Yeah. When it's coming in. Like I like that. That was cool. Standard stuff, but um, back at the juice bar, once they defeat Lanteras, they're kind of like consoling Adam, who's like, "I'm sorry, you know, yeah, I'm what sorry, happened lost had to happen." He's and just like, made a paper, and then Kimberly grabs Adam by the head and goes, "That's right, you have the power." And she puts her head against his head, and Bulk and Skull save the day. Bulk and Skull save the fucking day. They show up with a lantern. And then they talk about their time, and they embellish it about how they faced off against the Tengas, yeah. and they faced the Lantern Beast, and Ernie's like, I just mopped the floor, stop horsing around. Yeah, they have their arms hooked as they're like getting physical with their retelling, and they're like kind of like fighting for position because Bulk tugs on Skull a little too hard, so Skull tugs on Bulk a little too hard, and they keep doing it because, you know, they're boys. And then Ernie's going, don't do it, stop it. Stop it. We see, cut to a shot of their feet, and they slip on just piles of suds. Yeah, that's not mopping the floor, Ernie. You just, you just swished, yeah. poured water with soap in it on the ground and said, well, it's clean now. You swished it around and then called it a day. Yeah. That's cool. dangerous as fuck. No one says thank you. They the all Rangers laugh. laugh at Bulk and Skull, who are laying on the floor. Yeah. Officer Bulk and Skull. Yeah. Who should have gave him a ticket for obstruction of justice? Just returned the lantern, by the way. And we know Tommy's gonna laugh because Tommy's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at, at the 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 credit scene, more bulk and skull goodness. Yeah. We get a shot of Skull falling into like the koi pond. Yeah. All of Michael Scott. And his shoe comes off and it's full of fish. Yeah. Yeah, there's water in there, and then he pulls, and there's a big old koi. And he squeezes it, and it shoots water out of his its mouth, and he goes, oh, elusive little fish, and he kicks everything, stands there with a smile, and then he breaks. Yeah, he corpses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a, wow, this, that's, what a nice touch. What a small, but wonderfully needed touch, you know, yeah. to have these little credit goofs. Wizard for a day. Yes. This one aired September 20th, 1995. This one, written by Mark Hoffmeyer, who we know pretty well. Not us. We don't know him. Yeah. But, like, we've seen his episodes. And this one also directed by Armand Garabidian. Wizard for a day. That's another Armand Garabidian joint. Aired September 20th, 1995. Written by Mark Hoffmeyer. Rocky is switching places with his science teacher for this teacher for a day program. Yep. And they're changing it with a, like, Mr. Wilson, who is the tough science teacher. But he's given Rocky all the teacher's edition books to, to like, put him on the best Peruse, path. yeah, and to get his, um, his, uh, what is that called? Fuck. Do you know what I would do? Uh-huh. Copy all those books. Yeah. And you know what I would have? Answers to all of his tests for the rest of the year. That's thinking, Dan. That's thinking right there. That's white people thinking right there. <laughs> That's white people <laughs> thinking right there. <laughs> <laughs> so the teacher comes in. He's a stern. Yes. Yeah. He's a stern man. Some scary eyes, I'll be honest. 
I'm scared of his eyes. He's a mixture of Tyler Steele and Carl Zichter. Kind of, yeah. And he's tall. But he wants to see if he can fit in as a modern-day teenager. And We get some very comedic, very well-timed uh, line. Yeah. We get a very comedic, very well-timed line from Tommy. Anytime that Mr. Wilson says something... And, like, he gets deep in Rocky, and he's like, discipline is the main thing you need to focus on, not teaching. And he says a bunch of stuff about how angry you need to be tough, tough, smashes a board. Which Rocky has been working, well, Billy has been working up to. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense. They honestly. say you shouldn't do it if you have been haven't been trained to do it. And, yeah. like, this guy just goes, yeah, be tough, and he puts his hand through it, and they start freaking out. Yeah. They're like, you kids are going to have to treat me just as you treat Rocky. And they're like, yes, sir, definitely. We'll do you. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. And he's like, all right, well, we'll go on. And he's like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It was good seeing you, sir. And Tommy's like, I like your tie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's very funny. Like, yeah. We we always want to just go, oh, yeah, sure. Cool, Tommy. And the moment, <laughs> yeah. like, just like Rocky looking up in that intro and like just giving handsome face. Yeah. It, it was like, that was good, man. That was a good one. Yeah, can't clown on you. That was very funny. Yeah, you're, you're good. We keep the funny going because at the palace, Zed is going over that idea. Like, like kind of just rolling around in his head. <laughs> just teach her for a day, huh? Yeah, teach her for a day. That'd be great. Yeah, I could be like someone else would be the boss and I'd be a minion for a day. It'd be That'd a nice, be nice. Br- yeah, it'd be a nice vacation. And Rito's like, "I'll do it." Yeah, he's <laughs> like, "Put me put me in, coach." I bet Goldard's so pissed he wasn't in the room during this conversation. They should have both got put in there. Like it should oh, have been like Rita and yeah, he takes one the, takes Zed's spot. That'd be Rito. Yeah. Because Rito's the one who hasn't failed at all. Yeah, yeah. And then Goldard takes Rito. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would have been great. It, this is still amazing. He's like, I'll do it. And he like, Zed laughs like, you wouldn't have the the first first clue on how to handle it. He's this. like, what would you do? Beat him with a monster. <laughs> yeah. Great idea, kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let's do it. Let's put him in there. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> he gets real, he gets real um, man child. He snatches Zed's staff. And Rita's. Rita's, he's like, I got all the power now. Yeah, and he's just kind of like, yeah, he's just stomping through the, the, the throne room with both the staffs. So here at Mammoth King Studios in the Ranger Room, we do have a lot of memorabilia sitting around, including all of the legacy weapons. Yes. And Rito holding on to those is the same feeling that I got when I held on to Jason's power sword and the golden power staff at the same time. It's a hell of a feeling if you haven't experienced it. Yeah. Even holding the power sword and the dragon dagger. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible time. Yeah. It's, I mean, the what those weapons are, you know, what they mean to a Power Rangers fan, like, it, it gets, it comes across when you're holding the, the scale replicas of them, you know? Yeah. You just... The ones for your adult hands, not for yeah. your baby hands. It's like sitting in the captain's chair at the Star Trek experience that I never got to experience. Yes. You know, it's badass. If you're a Star Trek fan, it's badass. Sitting in the throne of Game of Thrones, the Iron Throne in yeah. Game of Thrones. You know, all that kind of stuff. is Holding those two weapons as a Power Ranger fan is cool as shit. And Rito has the same body language as Dan stomping around. Yeah. Holding both the, the power sword and the gold Zeo staff. At the same damn time. It's a good look. Bulk and Skull, handing out parking citations. Yeah. 
and they see Rocky coming out in a suit, holding on to Teacher's Edition's books. What the fuck's up with that? And Skull goes, there's a new teacher in school that looks just like Rocky. No. Rocky stole those books. This is something we have to investigate because we need to get put on a bigger case than just parking duty because this is trash work. Mm-hmm. And they go, okay, we're going to do it. So they go undercover as trash cans. <laughs> they do. Yeah, they have full trash can facades built around them that they could just uh, crouch in to become trash cans. Yeah. They got like trash can lid hats that are attached to helmets. And they got, like, trash can skirts that they could just dip into. They also got, like, Japanese policemen white gloves. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, I don't know, is it, <laughs> I don't know what that's for. It's also for traffic cops. Oh, traffic cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm more associated with, like, Japanese police force because I always see that in movies and stuff. That they always have the white gloves on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But traffic cops do so that you can see their hands. Yeah, like Michael Jackson. Violent yeah. J taught me that. Why he wears some wh- white socks and why he had this bedazzled glove. Yeah. You paying attention to that. He showed in the Purple Show, you know? So yeah. which hand you see more? <laughs> which is one of the stupidest things, but I, I got his point. <laughs> Remember that? Moon Glorious. <laughs> which hand do you see more? <laughs> As he's just wagging the the bedazzled one and then his regular one. And uh, Mike P is there, uh, blazed out of his mind. Yeah. Staring at the whole thing. <laughs> Purple show. Mike P's fucking... Yeah, he's a Mike P's... What do you say? Mike P's fucking flabbergasted. <laughs> <laughs> that was the highest looking man I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, they break into Rocky's locker and they steal the teacher's editions books. Just then, though, they hear... Well, Tommy, Tommy, Adam, and Rocky are on their way to class. Yeah, and he goes... Ugh. I lost my, I left my books in the locker. So he goes back, rounding the corner. The boys hear him. They sink into their trash cans. Now they're just two oddly placed trash cans in front of Rocky's locker. And Rocky doesn't think anything weird of that because it's Rocky. Yeah. He opens his locker. No books to be found. Uh Uh-oh. In his class, his science class, where he's just free to play with chemicals. Not going well. Yeah. He's got like sodium dichloride, (laughs) and then he goes... And the the yellow one, <laughs> the yellow that's this that's, yellow juice that's verbatim. I'll mix them together, and then he just smokes out the room. Yeah, everybody laughs at him. In another classroom, Mister Wilbert is answering every question, and Billy's like, "Hey, dude, chill out, like, <laughs> chill out. Yeah, you're talking too much in class. Maybe you should get detention. Hey, you over there, sit up straight. Yeah, the teacher's like, hey." Wilbur, what are you doing? You've disrupted this class way too much. Go to the principal's office. He's like, what do you mean? I'm a teacher. And he goes, go spend the rest of the class in the principal's office. I don't want this. Kind of, yeah. He's like, what? He he loses the tough guy. Uh, They're both, you know, the whole thing is they're both learning what it's like to be in each other's shoes. Rita and Zed are giggling. That Rito's in charge. Rito is looking through, what did they call the telescope? Rito-scope. The Rito-scope. He's looking through the Rito-scope, just looking, looking at her. Repulsive vision. And as they're mocking him, he turns around, he broke off a piece of the repulsive scope, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it already got, already got me giggling. And he's like, oh, what, you know, what do I do now? He's like, like, well, Zed's like, what are you going to do now, kid? Oh, yeah. 
what are you going to do? And he goes, I'm going to make a monster, and I'm going to destroy the Rangers. He's like, I don't know how to make a monster, though. <gasps> I know. Finster. He starts, Finster, get in here. Yeah. I need a monster. And he goes, I don't serve you. I serve Zed and Rita. That's not happening. Yeah. And he goes, then I'll do it myself. And he just starts putting he crap gra- together. He grabs a clay, and he just starts mashing it. Like, the head falls off it. Like, Mr. Wilbur Wilson. <laughs> Wilbur Wilson. It's he like, didn't go to the principal's office. Like a dog chewing on a Kong toy. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't go to the principal's office. He went to the park. Mm-hmm. We didn't mention that Mr. Wilson was wearing Rocky's clothes. I didn't notice till the end of the episode what that was about. But he straight up is wearing a Rocky uh, outfit. Red shirt. Red shirt jeans. jeans. Yeah. Tucked in. Yeah. Rocky's wearing school suit. An ill-fitting suit. Yep. He's wearing a Ricky Tenacious <laughs> Announcer suit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this was the '90s, and this is how suits fit back then. You're right. So it's not really ill-fitting. It's very much in style for the time. But with 2019's eyes of you wear clothes that fit you, yeah, uh, it does look like Ricky Tenacious wearing daddy's suit to announce for FSW. Yeah, he's got he's got room for another set of arms in the in those sleeves. Yes. But they're talking to each other. They're realizing, hey, man, it kind of sucks being a teacher. You know what? It kind of sucks being you, Rocky. I mean, being a student. Yeah. Well, you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I meant what I said the first time, you. It sucks being you. (laughs) Um, In the palace, Rita and Zed are going. They're still, like, jostling, like, like, making fun of Rita. It's like, look, you you don't even know what to do. And Come on, kid. What are you going to do? And he's like, my monster's not ready. And then Goldar's like. The Tangas, kid. Yeah, he's like the Tangas. He's like the Red Rangers by himself. The Red Rangers by himself. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, the Tangas. <laughs> the the Tangas come down, and the Tangas. This is a real interesting character point of the Tangas is that Rocky walks away, the Tangas show up, and they see a boy in a red shirt, and they go, "That's it." That's, That's a, that boy. Yeah. I can't make out faces. All oh. people look the same. <laughs> All I see is color. Yeah. And I see red. Let's get them. Yeah. And they go and they lift up Mr. Wilson, Mr. Wilbur Wilson. Yeah. They lift him up and take him out. Rocky goes, ah, Tengas, ninja mode, battle time. Yeah. As he's battling, the other Rangers get alerted to the battle. Uh, Thankfully, just in time, because they transform, and it's real. We get some real cool ninja shit because uh, Rocky gets dogpiled by all these tangas. Yeah, and then they get the the dogpile is blown up as the rest of the Rangers are now there where Rocky was. And I'm starting to notice something. Kimberly is not in shots with the Rangers for the most part. Yeah, she isn't. So. She might be working on Susie Q right now and coming into film when she can. Yeah, because in the last episode, or was it? She was in the command center for the last episode. Yeah, she came to the command center in the last episode, right? But we also don't know what they filmed. Yeah, and in this episode, she is doing, she's practicing for a gymnastics tournament, which they mentioned in the last episode that she has been so focused on a gymnastics competition that she hasn't been able to work on her flower garden. Mm. So they're planting little seeds so that you know why Kimberly's not with them, but she might be off filming Susie Q right now. 
So, gotta look into that. Gotta look at when, uh, how long did the production span of Suzy Q? Well, she definitely stayed around to do her ADR. Yeah, it wasn't. They've learned from the like fiasco that was. Well, there there was a panel in Rhode Island where I think I've said this on the podcast before, where she said she wanted to leave the show, and he said, and Shuki said to her, "You got to do a few more episodes, and then I got this movie for you to do called Suzy Q." So if you could do those, then you can go. No big deal. And she said, yeah, that's fine. No problem. It wasn't like, we're leaving. Give us more money. She was like, I think I'm done with this. I think I'm ready to move on to some other stuff. A couple more episodes. Do this movie. You're out. Hmm. We just need to write a, yeah, a safe was, way for you. It was out. handled a lot better. Sorry. Yeah, it was a much a more, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, a... Uh, Simpatico, you it, know, like it's it was a much more amicable amicable. Thank you. Much more amicable amicable much more amicable split. Yes. Opposed to Austin St. John Walter Manuel Jones and Tweet Train. Yes. So they learned. They learned a bit. Treat people better. <laughs> Tenga battle happens, but here comes Rito with Zed Staff. And he they, comes down slow motion. Yeah. It's cool. Like the weight is really conveyed. It's awesome. And he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you motherfuckers once I know how to use this. <laughs> yeah. And Rocky goes, There he is. There's yeah. Rito, but he's got Zed Staff, so what's up? Yeah. Tengas are holding Mr. Wilson behind Rito, and he aims the like knife part at the yeah, end. Yeah, wrong the end of the staff, or at least for some energy shooting. He aims the wrong end of the staff at them, so the back end shoots at Mr. Mr. Wilbur. Yeah, who, and it turns him into a monster. Uh, what's, what's his name? Is like Marco Mar, Mar, Marco the Marvelous? Well, some shit. Find out in a second. As soon as I figure out how this thing works. Yeah. Marvo the meanie. So, yeah, he shoots the energy backwards at him. And uh, he becomes a monster called Marvo the meanie, which is kind of a court jester with infinity symbols all over him. he got a creepy face. It's real creepy to me. The rangers go, well, there's a real monster. It's not Tenga's, so we need to upgrade. And uh, they do a morph from ninja mode to where we get... The shine in the faces, but... With the mask. The, with ma- the ninja mask. The ninja suits are completely on for this morph. Yeah. So we get the next stage of morphing. Yeah. Rocky makes the, like, statement of, we can't just beat this guy. We can't destroy him because he's got... He's got Marvo in there, and we... Or... Will... Mil, mil, uh, Marvo's got Mr. Wilton in there. <laughs> he's got Marvo in him. He got... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, he's Marvo. Mr. Wilton got some Marvo in him, yeah. But vice versa, Wilton, Wilton's Marvo's got some Marvo's got some Wilton in him, and that's why we can't kill Marvo. So because our teacher, we need to save our teacher. They're just trying to subdue him. Yeah, but he starts making science, and he goes science jokes, and he goes, "You should join my chemistry class." And he shoots these beams, and he starts turning all of the Rangers into yeah, juice. He turns Adam and Aisha. Into some black and yellow juice. Yeah. Then he does the same. Like Rocky, um, Rocky is trying to, st- like, n- don't fire on him, as he said. Like, he, there's the teacher in there. But when he's doing that, he leaves himself vulnerable. So, t- like, uh, Tommy uh, Tommy and Kimberly and uh, Billy get in the way. Yeah. 
and they get shot and they get turned to by the way Tommy gets turned to straight up a glass of fucking milk because <laughs> yeah. they're all color coded <laughs> uh, do you realize that this is the second time no actually Rocky did get turned in the the last episode where they got turned into stuff oh, you, are you talking about uh, the pachinko yeah like when they turned the pachinko balls yeah Rocky he, stayed out of it the most because he was playing with him and he's like you know what I'm tired of you being around here Red Ranger you're a pachinko ball too yeah you did so <laughs> yeah but this is another sequence where, uh, where, where, k- kind of because of Rocky, kind of because of Rocky, they all get turned into something else. No, this isn't Rocky's fault. Well, this the last one is because he was too busy trying to, uh, he was too busy trying to stop them from doing any damage to Marvo. No, and, I don't think that that's a thing. I think that he was reminding them mm. to not be like killers in that sense. Because they saw their teacher get turned into a monster, and they know they can't just kill a human. He was just vocalizing that for us. Okay, all right. So, all right, we'll lay off Rocky. Yeah. All right, it wasn't I, Rocky's fault here. I don't think that he's a complete useless person in this set of episodes. Beca- yeah, because Rocky manages to get the whole chemist set of his friends. Yes. And he's able to dip out of there. It is a violent tug that he gives the chemistry set from Rito. I was yeah, I was afraid like he was going to spill some drops and then those people would come back missing ears or fingers or stuff like that. Like just all, someone's childhood memories yeah, just whatever, fell out you on know the something floor. something gone. I, yeah. who knows? I don't know how the how the matter gets displaced when it gets turned into the liquid. Yeah. Again, Tommy is milk. <laughs> like, I, I love it. Uh, Kimberly's like Mr. Bubbles. <laughs> yeah, they're all just color-coded liquid. Yeah. But Rocky gets the chemistry set, and he teleports out of there. Yeah, and at the uh, command center, he kind of freaks out a bit because he's, because uh, Alpha says to him that, like, the chemical, like, compound, like, the it can be reversed. We just got to... Go work through the formula, but Alpha's the one freaking out. Alpha's like, I don't know how to fix. Oh this. right, I'm sorry. I don't know how to. Do I'm this. so, I'm so, man, I'm so ready to shit on Rocky. Yeah, I'll admit it. I'm so ready to shit on Rocky. Alpha freaks out. Yeah, and Rocky, Rocky actually says like, we'll just work through the formula, and we'll figure it out. We'll break it down. Let's talk a little bit about Rocky right now, and. The guy they have to do his stunts in suit is much bigger than Rocky. Yes. So when we have him in the command center standing next to Alpha in his spandex. He is noticeably. They put him in a padded muscle suit for him to fill it out. Boy looks like he got a flak jacket on under there. Yeah. Along with like. A pillow <laughs> like he, he's they you put can, lats on him that come up to his ears yeah you can look at it looks like he has significant padding it's very very noticeable yeah like dan said the suit worker is a big boy mm-hmm. and so to kind of to match it they they bulked him up yeah they they put an alexander hammerstone in the suit <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then they put a steve cardenas on the streets yeah. now cardenas is fit you know, Steve Cardenas fit, but he's he's, but he's a, a skinny he's, fit. He's that lean fit. You yeah. know, he's not the he's not that that a uh, big old muscle bound kind of you know an Austin or he's a, not uh, he's not an Alexander Hammerstone. Not big. Alexander Hammerstone, no sir. So. Major League Wrestling, check out Alexander Hammerstone. Mm-hmm. Nightmare Pendulum is the dopest move in wrestling right now. Yes, sir. 
Yeah, so like it's it's pretty comedic how obvious it is that he was padded. Like it's he kind of looks like he kind of looks like one of the turtle suit actors, yeah. but when they don't have the shell on. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen those pictures. Well, I've seen the coming out of our shells tour. Well, okay. Yes, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he looks like a turtle suit actor without the helmet on. Yeah. And Zordon gives a fun caveat to Marvo the Meanie, is that if Marvo is destroyed before the Rangers turn back, they are liquid forever. Whoa. So you kind of have to let Marvo destroy as much of the city as possible until we figure out how to turn these kids back. Not a bad monster, Rito. Yeah. First outing, not a bad monster at all that you... Did on accident. Stumped Alpha 5. Yeah. He did. He did. Like, Alpha had no idea what to do. Um, Put a real fun thing where, like, oh, yeah, I could just go and Red Ranger this guy and just get rid of him. Yeah. Nope, you can't because you kill him. Yeah. they put. Yeah, he put a real, like, shitty situation on Rocky. Yeah. All his friends are liquid. His teacher is now trapped in this monster, so he can't he can't harm that monster even if he wanted to. If he harmed the monster, if he killed the monster, his ranger his ranger friends would stay liquid. You know, honestly, this would have worked any other day. Yep. This happened to be on the day that Rocky read a, read up a little bit on 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 a uh, on chemistry. Yep. So you know it's how it works, right? He's got the teacher's books. He knows the answers. Yeah, Deus Ex Machina, all that kind of stuff, right? Well, but, they figure it out and they save the rangers. And I'm going to let you know that this is the kind of episode that you forget about when you talk about Rocky, because this is a good Rocky episode that makes him a viable candidate for Red Ranger. Yeah, he did a good goddamn job here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kept it together. He didn't. There wasn't any moment where I'm like, oh, Rocky, are you serious? There wasn't any. Rocky, take the quarters out of your mouth. (laughs) Yeah, there wasn't any part where I was just like, how is this guy? How'd this guy get this job? Because he handled it here. Yeah. Good on you. That's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see more because it's it's very, it's an easy task, especially season two. It's an easy task to rail on that poor boy. Especially in the movie with his five lines. Especially in the movie. He's played up to look dumb. Like yeah. real, real dumb. And this is, this is the first foray where Rocky is credible. Yeah. This is the kind of episode where, like, everything could be turned around. Yeah. In my mind. Yeah. Rito right right sees on. that all the Rangers are back, and he's like, nope, we're not doing that. We're not, we're not having Marvo fight them. Yeah. And he snatches the staffs out of each of the boss's hands, crosses them himself, and makes his monster grow. Yeah. The Ninja Megazord comes out. Yeah. Um, the way they do this... Makes me excited for a Kaku Ranger <laughs> more than anything. When this this is unheard of, because when they go to drop the Ninja Megazord on him, Rocky disengages the ape, and the ape lands with his swords and cuts through him and yeah. destroys the monster. Ape solo. Yeah. And when Marvo the Meanie takes damage, he shrinks, hits the ground, and becomes... 
Mr. Wilton again. Maybe you know this. Maybe that's another thing. To give Rocky credit for. Maybe maybe the this was lethal strike. A, yeah, the punch was pulled. You know, yeah. and that's why he went just solo ape mode just to. But it, this makes me question. How huge is the Ninja Megazord? That part, yeah. That part was a little, because we just see it pop off the arm, and then you're like, the, like, you see the ape, like, cool, it's come down, and then the ape's the same size as the monster? Now, the the thing is, is that, like, we know from the toy and from everything that the ape crushes in to yeah. become the arm. Yeah, scrunches down. Yeah. So... Like the arm, like he's probably about three quarters normal size. Like those those arms are about three quarters of it. The frog, when he stands up, yeah. he's probably about he's probably about ape height when the frog stands up. Yeah. So he's probably the ninja megazord should stand about a half a person bigger. Yeah. Than a normal monster, and that just lends more to Shogun. Like yeah. How. Like Drew McIntyre. <laughs> yeah. It should be like Drew McIntyre versus Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Yeah. Like a whole half a person. Is it's a deceptive above you. height. Yeah, right. Like it's a deceptive height that the Ninja Megazord has that we didn't realize. Yeah. I mean, obviously, continuity won't hold up for the most part because there'll be shots where, you know, the monster's same size. But anyway, going by this, going by the facts we have right now. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Mr. Wilton wakes up. He thanks the Power Rangers for saving him. Zed and Rita berate Rito for failing. Says, taking over the world's not as hard as it, not as easy as it looks, is it? Yeah. He goes, you suck. Know your place. Stand at my feet. Yeah. He's like, well, give me another shot. He's like, I almost did it. Give me another shot. He did. Rito is not a failure. Yeah. Rito. <laughs> He's got that good kind of dumb. Yeah, he's got that good kind of dumb man. Like he, he winged it, he winged it, and he nearly did it. He got close. Like if he, like, yeah, he just needs one thing, one more thing to go its way, and that. And he, he tagged the right ranger to leave alive. Mm-hmm. He just tagged it on the wrong day. Yeah, if this, if the, it was any other day, if any other day, if it wasn't the teacher swap thing, and Rocky didn't have. Like didn't peruse those books like he did. Yeah, they would have been fucked. Yeah, would have been absolutely fucked. And for just winging it, also as you pointed out, no crew, no one helped him outside of Goldar. Yeah, and the Tangus who have to listen to, to you and know. Goldar barely helped him. Goldar's Goldar just, like, just po- Tangus, yeah, man. Yeah, Goldar pointed him in a direction. It's like, why don't you just start with the Tangus, send the Tangus down, and then go from there. Yeah. yeah. So like he had just about no help. Just a little hint from Goldar, and that's fucking it. Finster didn't make him no monster. Squat and Babu were off pulling pud. Rita and Zed were laughing at him the whole time, and this skelly boy almost did it. He should have sent in Zed. That we were talking, we were kind of. It was a bit masturbatory, but we talked about how cool that'd be yeah. to see Zed come on down and just grab someone by the throat. You know, like how awesome it'd see like Zed just. Oh, especially if it was movie Zed. Oh, man, I just fantasy booking, but like movies head stomping around like every ranger giving up six inches to him. No one would survive that. No <laughs> one would survive that. <laughs> Ooh, tasty. Back at the youth center, they're setting up boards for Rock for Billy to break again. Yeah. Rocky shows up in his suit and he's like, man, being a teacher is tough. But then out comes Mr. Wilton and he is 
popular because he's telling his story of how he got saved by the Rangers. Yeah, he's, he's instantly became that cool teacher. Yeah. Before, he was that stern disciplinarian that everyone's scared of. Now he's that teacher that gives you warheads. Yeah. It's awesome. In come Bulk and Skull, and they're like, oh, is it? Is it? Well, Rocky had these teacher's edition books that we took out of his locker because he stole them. And Mr. Wilton turns back into that dude. Yeah. He goes, oh, yeah? Well, you almost ruined his classes. Yeah. Because he didn't have the materials he needed because he was a part of the Teacher for a Day program, and you guys screwed it up. And it's like, Teacher for a Day program? I've never heard of it. (laughs) He gets, gets real hard on him, says, he didn't steal him, I gave it to him. Yeah. Basically, watch your place. Yeah. Bulk and Skull, they got to they got to retreat. They got to retreat. Bulk and Skull were in the wrong in this one. Yeah, I, Mr. Wilton breaks another board. Yeah, he gets so angry that he breaks another board and he sends the teachers' editions books flying. Yeah. And Skull, Skull and Bulk are both frightened of Mr. Wilton because this is the kind of teacher that like would break your arm. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is the kind of like if he was your substitute, you would definitely think that he didn't care enough and he would hit you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so that's how the episode ends. Our funny, funny credit scene is bulk and an expanded version of them giving out parking citations. There's a like a like a classic bug that comes up. Was it a bug? It doesn't matter. A classic car comes up. It's a red car pulls up in the spot. Bulk and Skull jump in front of it as it's pulling in. Like, you can't park here. You can't park here. They're they're ready to get tickets out. Out comes a gigantic man. Must be a basketball player. Now, meeting Polly and Jason, they're about six foot, six foot one. Yeah, like Bulk, like I was about two, about two inches under Bulk, I'd say. And you're five nine? About that, yeah. So he's like 5'11", almost 6 foot. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Jason Narvi, he's probably about 6 foot, 6 foot 1. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this dude, they like the tip of their hats, which is about a good 3 to 4 inches, you know, above where the scalp would be. This man stood easily a foot taller than them. He's a big dude. Yeah. And he is built. <laughs> it's and and they're like, you know what? This is your parking you know, spot. Yeah, We've been so, thinking about putting a VIP sign here yeah. so that no one else can ever park here. But you, this is your spot. This is your rules. Yeah, this is this is this spot permanently yours. You know, I'm like, yeah, this is a nice car. This is classic. Is <laughs> they're like starting? They they move. They move from like uh, talking to him like that, and they're they're, they're starting to clean the car. <laughs> like they're starting to like wipe it down. Yeah, and they're like, oh, that's a dust spot. Why don't we get that uh, yeah. just like this? And he walks off. He debos them real he hard. He debo them real hard. Wonderful. Love these Bulk and Skull credit scenes. Yeah. Love season three. Ultimately, this was a really good block of episodes. I can't complain about it in any way. Uh, the only thing that I can complain about, honestly, is that I really want to hate Rocky. And this episode, this final one, Wizard for a Day, was like... I really can't say anything bad about him. Honestly, the whole block, there was nothing he did that made me feel season two vibes where I'm like, shut the fuck up, Rocky. Yeah. You know, there wasn't any part like that where I was just like, God, you're stupid. You should not be a Red Ranger. Yeah. So 
kudos. They they picked it up, you know? Yeah. Like I said, like Steve Steve didn't have a lot to work with. I mean, if you look at season two, it's like he's played up to be kind of dumb. Yeah. You know? He really is. It's not subtext we're getting. He's underwritten. And when he and like the stuff they do give him, he just kinda looks stupid. So season three has been killing it. Like there 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 wasn't one instance of these episodes where I was like, Oh, here's that bullshit. Every character is the star. Yeah, like here here like here's Power Rangers again coming in with that bullshit, like season two was known to and especially season one was known to. Like there wasn't any part where it liked it. I was like, Oh, nice, so you're just gonna do that. Like there wasn't I didn't feel jaded at all. Yeah. There wasn't a part where I was a jaded, snarky fan. Now I think that Season three, I don't think I watched too many episodes while it was airing. Yeah. Uh, I think that that was just my playing outside phase. Yeah. So it's very cool to to watch it. And it kind of it seems like the first time for a lot of episodes. I think, yeah. I remember the lant- Lantern guy. I remember watching that episode very well. Well, not like very well, but I remember watching that episode. I remember that monster. Um, Marvo Domini. Kind of remember his name, but I don't know where I would remember his name from, but I don't remember how he looked, and he was scary to me. Yeah. Um, and what was our other one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Artisa Mole. Never. Yeah. Never watched that episode. So this is this is all, like, brand new to me. And you know what? It's I don't got any nostalgic, like, tinted glasses. I can't because I haven't seen these. These were just well done. Well done episodes. Yeah. Power Rangers, man. It, is, it could also be Stockholm of watching the show for the rest of our lives that's always that's always a possibility we should always put that out as a disclaimer that this is what we do this is what we've been enveloped by so listeners please remember that that we have a maybe a skewed view because of that yeah but that being said this is how we feel yeah and like just a good group of episodes uh please watch them Armand uh, Garabidian, he's a good director. Like he flexed. He flexed on us. Yeah, he flexed in his first two episodes, and he's going to be the uh, the lead director on our episode next week. So tune in. Like It's good stuff, and I think he does more coming up later, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. With that, I think we're going to end the show. So thank you so much for listening to our show. We come to you with new episodes every Monday and Thursday on your favorite podcatcher, and we're on all of them. So remember, go get you some. If you like the show a lot and you want to support us financially, you can head over to patreon.com slash powerplaythrough, where for as little as $5, you can get a new VR Troopers episode every week for about eight more weeks. For about eight more weeks. Well, (laughs) it's going to be less than that for this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. So going by probably about a month, month and a half. Month and a half, yeah, that'd be about six. It'd be six weeks for him. We are probably gonna skip an skip a week, yeah, because we're gonna have to. Yes. Um, coming up soon. So there's that. Thank if you, you, Rainer. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much to Rainer for the use of our theme song, Power Playthrough. If you want to get yourself a digital download of that, go to rainer.bandcamp.com. While you're there, go get yourself a sleeveless T-shirt because that is the only way to live. Mm-hmm. In the light. <laughs> and if you're listening to the show and you can't get enough of us, but you're like, I really don't want to support them financially. That's cool. We're cool with that. 
We accept that. But if that. you want to get more, you can head over to our social media. We're on Twitter and Facebook at P Playthrough. And we're on Instagram at Power Playthrough. And we'd love to see you over there. See some of our musings. Uh, Chicago. See some of Chicago. <laughs> see some of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> you can see some photos from my time over at Marshland Media. Yes. Chicago comics, all of that, because I'm going to do a little comic book tour. Oh, yeah. Because you know it's a Dan McNerney thing. Yes, it is a Dan McNerney thing. And, uh, yeah, that's all we got for you. And as always, may the power protect you. Ooh, that sounds so good. <laughs>